Hey, what's going on everyone? The You Know I Got Soul and Soul in Stereo podcast is back and once again, Ed is not here to join us. So Tom, we're going to have to hold down the fort until he's back, which I believe is next week, right? What is that guy doing anyway? Well, didn't you see like a sign in New York yesterday about Alabama? Yeah, Alabama Tourism Board is advertising in the middle of New York City. That's when you know desperate times are calling for desperate measures. They must be broke down there. (laughs) So Ed might be over there trying to get as many tourists to come by as possible. So we'll leave Ed to that. He should be back next week. Uh, No guarantees because it is Ed and he is a busy person. But again, it's just going to be me and you. And good news, Tom. I've decided to do something new since it is 2017. Well, actually, it's been 2017 for a while now. But I'm going to do something new. Uh Uh-oh, what is it? I'm going to start reading books. Do you read books? Mm, I can't remember the last book I read. Actually, I can. It was about 10 years ago. (laughs) Oh, okay. Well, uh, it's been a while for me, too, but I decided it's time to read some books. So I actually went to the library today and picked up L.A. Reid's, I guess, autobiography. Uh, For all the listeners out there, let us know what your favorite R&B-based books are and I'll definitely t- read it because, you know, it's all it's always nice not only listening to the music but also reading about, about the history. Uh, but, I mean, a lot to talk about in terms of present R&B right now, Tom. Can we start off talking about Neo's new single? Yeah, so I did take a listen to it uh, after you told me what it sounded like. And, yeah, it was uh, not quite what we expected. Uh, I think you called it something, uh, classified it interestingly. Um... What did I classify it as? Disco pop? I thought you said 80s pop, 80s disco pop. I don't know, something. Something like, well, as I listen to it, it kind of reminds me of that that sound that, you know, Pharrell was going for about two years ago with, you know, the Get Luckies and the Blurred Lines. So it's sort of in that realm. It's a little more poppy than that, uh, which is kind of disappointing because... Like you and I have both mentioned, nonfiction, we both felt like it was a pretty solid album. That was a and b based album, and that had some jams on there. Uh, you know what, though? I, I think it's fine, though. I'm not disappointed, because I, the way I look at it, it could have been the other direction. He could have went back to trap music and all that. <clears throat> you remember what he did with, on nonfiction with the singles. So at least he didn't necessarily go trendy. Maybe it's a little too pop for our liking, but... I'm pretty confident the album's going to be packed with, with R&B, at least, even if the singles aren't. There. You know what, though? I'm kind of sad, because if you're going to bring in a disco pop song like he did, you need to bring in Hitbull. Not Pitbull, but Hitbull, because he provides hits. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, but Neil did actually appear on The Breakfast Club the other week, and... Uh, he said that his album is going to be full of R&B as well as pop because he's never really classified himself as a full-on R&B artist. He even said on his first album it was full of pop songs. Do you kind of agree with it? I kind of do as I listen to it. It wasn't all the way R&B. Well, you know that that they tend to box people in. They love to do that. And he wrote for pop artists. So, I mean, you can't just say he was just a straight R&B artist, even though we love to classify people and box them in so uh but i mean if you look at his later albums though like his second album and his third album wasn't it kind of more so straight r&b yeah and then that kind of 
it kind of shifted back to pop on Libra Scale. Yeah. Well, Libra Scale was okay, but the R.E.D. album, that was half and half. But that brings me to another question. And this comes from, uh, I'm not going to read his full name out because it's kind of offensive, but let's call him Clifford the Big Red Dog. Oh my god. Uh, you can replace. Well, wow. dog is actually, it was actually another word, and I'm not allowed to say that word, but he asked us, would you guys consider Frank Ocean and The Weeknd to be pop artists or R&B artists? That's an interesting question because they came into a time where R&B was sort of in a weird transition and this alternate R&B thing kind of came into place. Now they've kind of hit the mainstream. It's it's kind of interesting if you really think about it. Um, I mean, honestly, I feel like they want to call them R&B because they're black. I mean, just realistically speaking, if you couldn't see the person yeah. who was singing the music, then it would it would be totally different. But like, I just feel like it's like just a habit. They want to call someone R&B because they're black. It always happens. I mean, if you think about Miguel who they call R&B, he really isn't much of an R&B singer. I mean, he has rock, he has elements of all different stuff in his music, and they still call him R&B. So, I mean, it's just like a a habit we have these days. But it's almost like we need new genres. If we're going to have to classify people in genres, we should create new subgenres. Because we can't keep putting The Weeknd and and, um, Frank Ocean... And even someone like a party next door who we'll talk about later in the same categories of Charlie Wilson. It's just not fair. No, I, I think you're 100% correct on that. Um, they actually just did a, um, or a couple of outlets did a, a feature on Rihanna who celebrated her 10-year anniversary of uh, Good Girl Gone Bad, which came out 2007. Wow, that's, that's a long time. But, <laughs> you know, that had some R&B songs on there, like Take a Bell. Shout out to Neil for writing that. But, you know... One of the things they wrote on there was uh, Rihanna went from more of an island island vibe to a straight R&B type of sound. And as I listened to that album, again, it it has R&B influence to it, influences to it. But I wouldn't call that necessarily an R&B album. It's R&B inspired, obviously. But, I mean, just the category of R&B is, it's so broad nowadays. And it's like, I don't even know, you know, when artists are describing their music as R&B, if they really understand the history of it. Hey, little known fact about You Know I Got Soul, flashback actually, uh, we get so many emails and submissions sent our way, and years ago, I used to be checking out some music, and I'd send it over to Kyle, and I'd be like, Kyle, is this R&B? Are we supposed to post this? Because <laughs> I really would have <laughs> yeah. no idea, but you were the gatekeeper for that, so if something sounded yeah. too pop, it didn't make the cut. And even now, I'm, I'm, sort, of, I'm sort of like... I don't even know anymore. And fun fact for you, Tom. So there's a new album com- coming out from uh, Maroon 5, which is one of your favorite groups, right? Yeah. Well, actually, I did like them a lot and, about 10 years ago. Well, I think you might like them again because Adam Levine says that the next r and I mean, the next album will be very R&B, whatever that means. Don't they have a song with Future? I think they do, actually. That's not R&B. <laughs> Well, it might be according to some people that I uh, that I'm around at the gym. They tell me that future is R and B. Oh boy! But Tom, another one of your favorite artists, Kelly Clarkson. She's putting out an R and B soul album that's supposed to come out either next year or later this year. At least her vocals, like from hearing her music, at least her vocals are soulful. Or I, I could see her going that direction. Yeah, that's fair, and I think John Mayer was another one earlier in his career that had sort of that soulful vibe to him. Right? Whatever happened to uh, Leona Lewis? 
That is a good question. I feel like she was one of the people that was on that on that line there between soul and pop. Yeah, Jordan Sparks was another one. Yeah, which kind of brings back flashbacks now because I remember when we first started this site, you refused to post Jordan Sparks, and then didn't she have like one of the top five songs of the year like two years ago? <laughs> There's a lot of stuff I refused to post back then that now gets posted on the site somehow. We're not going to mention any names. Mm-hmm. We once we once got into <laughs> exactly. an argument actually over you posting something on the site after I told you not to. It was pretty funny. <laughs> Yeah, it was. But we'll get into to that later. I want to go into what happened. I'm just trying to remember what that was, but that's irrelevant. It was it was Tierra it was Tierra Marie. And where is she now? I mean, she was R and B in retrospect, looking back at it. Well, what is she doing? These you can't days? say that she wasn't. Is she on one of those? She's on one of those reality shows now. Of course, just like everybody else. Ugh. I do. Like, can we take a moment to talk about Tierra Marie, though? Okay. I mean, I think it's cr- kind of crazy looking back at it because I remember because you were a huge Rockefeller fan, weren't you? I was about whew, in the late nineties. <laughs> oh well, I remember when Rockefeller split up and Jay Z did his own thing, and he brought in Tierra Marie and hyped her up as the next big thing because that was when, you know, Beyonce was out and Ashanti was out and Tierra Marie was supposed to be the next big thing and you know what, I'm, I'm reading L.A. Reid's uh, book right now so it might talk I don't think it will, but it might talk about Tierra Marie but it's just like, man can you, like, just back in the day can you imagine, like, getting hyped up like that and then just not being successful? It's interesting because the same thing happened with uh, Rita Ora, remember Jay-Z went around with her to all the stations and everything? Yep. And uh, it's interesting how that didn't work out either. You'd figure with those type of power moves, it would work out. Yeah. Do you kind of agree that... Because I I always hear the statement from people that good music um, surpasses everything or conquers all. I don't don't know if I agree. Like, you know what? I agree with that to an extent, but I think running this website and being around you and Ed has kind of tainted that that perspective for me, that good music is the end all and, and, and is the is the reason that things happen well more so in the 90s but like i was just talking to someone about this now um now it's probably about 75 percent personality movement you know the look all that is like 75 percent the music i feel like is only 25 percent believe that's my opinion because we hear plenty of amazing artists who no one will ever hear about and they're making way better music than what's out but no one will ever get to hear it but those who have a certain look or a certain image or movement or even a swag or have that star quality are the ones who blow up. So I think that's what it's all about now. Yeah. Um, I'm just quickly looking at the pop charts because we like to check on the charts every so often. Tom, do you like the new DJ Khaled song? I'm the one with Bieber and Chance and Wayne and Quavo. I, I hear it at the gym. You know what? I'm not going to say I like it. I don't hate it but it's actually interesting um i thought it was interesting because you hear bieber and it's like you're bringing the straight pop vocals together with like hip-hop music and i, th- I thought it was kind of cool i mean those two genres are mixing more nowadays and we talked about how hip-hop is becoming pop but i don't hate the song it's kind of catchy i won't be playing it in my free time but and don't you also like that uh, Calvin Harris song with Frank Ocean and Migos? <laughs> That's catchy, too. 
Until I found out that was Frank Ocean singing. Now I don't listen to it anymore. Oh, that's a problem. Interesting thing about that song. And, uh, you, you know what's interesting? I tried to look it up. The full version is not even on YouTube. So wow. you have to actually go on Spotify to stream it in full. I wonder if that's a play by the label to force people in a certain direction. Well, another play right now I think that's going on, and this is more so in the world of pop, and I can see R&B probably doing this in the near future. Groups like One Direction and I think Maroon 5 is another one. They have no plans of putting out an album. They're just going to continue putting out singles, which is something that you brought up like two years ago. So congrats, Tom. You were ahead of your time. Really? That's pretty interesting. Yeah. Yep. That's so smart. I think I think that's going to be the trend, and I'm sure R&B artists will be the last ones to catch on to that trend, <laughs> but... You know. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of, can I just bring up a, this just came into my head today. I was listening to Stokely's, one of the new songs he put out. It's a ballad. Yep. Man, does anyone have time to listen to ballads anymore? I'm not dissing ballads, but like, I just feel like people don't have the patience or even the, like, even especially the younger generation. Do they even know what a ballad is? Oh, definitely. Definitely not. It's almost like you hear one and it's like, oh, you know, this is going to get lost in the shuffle. People don't have time to to sit with that, you know? But it's interesting because, like, Bruno Mars is actually going to be performing at the BET Awards, which is kind of funny as well how he's now being embraced by the urban community. But he, his new single, uh, Versace on the Sheets, that's a straight-up ballad. So I'm actually really interested to see how that will do. Obviously, he has, he has the backing of a pop audience but i mean it's still a ballad so we'll have to see tom yeah well his his previous singles were more up-tempo pop sounding and they did really well even on the urban radio so we'll have to follow this one yep. too mm-hmm. now can uh we go into some true you know i got soul stories uh-oh i'm scared this one i think i think you guys will love this one so uh i met this girl actually i met her a while ago but I was talking to her the other day, you know, trying to slide in the DMs and all of that stuff. <laughs> and she, uh, she's a huge R&B head as well. I think she's around the same age as me, maybe a little younger. So, you know, we're talking about music. And I'm like, oh, what type of music do you like? And she's like, New Jack Swing. Do you listen to Christopher Williams? And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, no offense to Christopher Williams or New Jack Swing, but I'm a little too young for that. And obviously, I need to do my homework and get into it. But... It actually amazed me that, that someone younger than me was listening to New Jack Swing. That is uh, impressive. You have to wonder, maybe their parents were big New Jack Swing fans, I don't know. But uh, but of all people, because, Christopher Williams? I mean, to most yep. people, he's a one-hit wonder. <laughs> I'm just saying, I mean, he's not technically, but like to many, they only know one song from him. Our boy DJ Soulchild probably thinks he's a legend, though, so... Oh, boy. I can't wait to see his comment <laughs> on that. But yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> but didn't you um get into a discussion with one of your coworkers about you know because i think he's a little younger right yeah he's uh about 10 years younger than me and um <laughs> i was telling him about the site you know and uh trying to tell him some of the achievements we've had some of the artists we've interviewed man he wasn't impressed at all in fact he didn't even know who music soul child was how bad is Ooh. that that's that's a tough one. All he wanted to know is if I've heard the new Party Next Door EP that had just come out or record or whatever it was. And did you? No, I didn't. But I said, I said, pull it up on your phone and I'll listen to thirty seconds of it <laughs> of one song. So oh. I did. Man, 
Those were some bad vocals. <laughs> I just had to turn it off and threw his phone in the river. Oh, but here's the question. Do you think the youth knows that those are bad vocals? Like, that's actually a question I'm going to ask my little sister later because she listens to, you know, the futures of the world um, and, and all of that stuff. Bryson Tiller, do you think they know that the singing is bad? No. Because if that's all you're they exposed don't. to, you don't know any better. And really, why would you even think about it, you know? It's just a sound, really. And if that's, that's true. So probably not, I mean. And well, you know, you know, you might be right because, like, I grew up listening to Mario and Omarion, who I think are, you know, they can sing. But I've been talking to Lachelle Wallace, one of our readers recently, and she grew up listening to like Johnny Gill and stuff. So I think it's just a matter of what you grew up listening to. You're not going to know any better. So to me, Mario is the greatest singer of all time. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, but how? Mm-hmm. It's just, it's just like. How does someone not know who Music Soul Child is? Like, I know he's not a worldwide superstar, possibly, but in R&B, he's one of the biggest artists who consistently tours. He's had so many hits. I guess it's like the younger generation has just never been exposed to him in any way. Like, the music has never crossed over. Or maybe they've heard the music but in, a, in a store or something and not even paid attention. Like, it's, it's interesting. Tom, I have, I have the uh, answer to that. Okay. It just means that music soul child doesn't belong in the R&B Hall of Fame. That's oh all my it is. goodness! <laughs> but party next door will get in next go around, I guess. Oh yeah, just give him about <laughs> ten years and he'll be in. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, it's it's tough times here, man. Um, now I got another comment from from one of our readers, um, and it actually comes from our boy Anthony Clemens, who we kind of called out on the last podcast because. We thought that he said we were too old to listen to trap music, but that's not actually what he meant. As what he meant, he was just trying to defend the Lettucey song by saying that you're never too old to try trap music because you know she's still singing on the song. And Tom, I apologize to Anthony Clemens for mistaking you know what he was saying, but I think you also have to make an apology too. Well, right? I'm not making an apology. I will slightly backtrack. <laughs> So, I listened okay. to the song five times in a row in preparation for this podcast, just so I know what I'm talking about. It's not as bad as I originally thought, but but I will say two things. You can tell she's still slightly influenced by the younger generation in terms of slight touches of rap singing at times. And number oh. two, uh, I don't think you could say the song is timeless like a lot of her other material is. And well, that's only my... time will tell. I, I, I actually enjoyed it a lot. Um, well, not a lot, but I did enjoy it. Um, but, fine. We'll, well, we'll, we'll have to wait to see how it does. Well, what do you know about music anyway? Nah. Yeah, I mean, I just <laughs> run a little R&B <laughs> website with you, but it's all good. <laughs> well, is the song, um, before... song going to make your top 100 of the year, you think? Well... Let me just say this, Tom. Did it make our Spotify playlist, by the way? Yeah. Okay, because you, you kind of left out some songs that I really liked from her or Gabby Wilson. So <laughs> I thought you were on this, like, hating trap music thing, but apparently you still have some sense in you. I thought we agree that her is uh, not really that good. Oh, Did we agree Tom. on that? Didn't we agree on that? 
we didn't we listen tom her is going on tour with bryson tiller right i actually bought tickets just to go see her oh my goodness so um we're ready for that <laughs> are you prepared for them to just play the music over a loudspeaker and her not even be on stage can you imagine that if, if it was just like <laughs> curtains like covering her it's possible. I remember the gorillas used to do that. When they when no one they wouldn't show their face. That's true. Now I'm kind of now I might have to sell those tickets off, but we'll see. <laughs> um, now before I forget, Tom Molly Music new album came out. That kind of slipped through the cracks. Like you know, I thought his buzz was still going as strong as ever. But last week you were like, yeah, but he's putting out an album next week and no one knows about it. So yeah, um, you're a big Molly music fan. So what what were your thoughts? Well, I want the flashback again real quick. Do you remember when we first interviewed him after he signed with RCA, when he'd come over from being a gospel singer and the comments we got on our site, man, there was, there was religious people coming to our site to diss Molly music, talking about God hates you now and stuff like that. And, I hope you die. It was really bad. <laughs> but he's been successful, and I think he's converted a lot of people into believers of the music. So, But just because he stopped making gospel means like that's such a bad thing. I don't know. It doesn't mean he doesn't. The music he's making is inspirational. It's, not, it's classy, too. So I don't know. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's, I, I didn't have a chance to listen to the whole album yet. Um, the transition of Molly, but I checked out the uh, duet he has with Jasmine Sullivan, and it's pretty good. And the single is pretty good, and um, he just makes solid music. I, he deserves a lot of uh, attention, and um, he's a real—he's one of the best performers I've seen too. So he'll probably be touring soon. So, yeah, props to Molly Music. The album came out two days ago on Friday. Hmm, that should be definitely. Uh... That's something that everyone should go check out because he's one of our favorites, one of the ones that we truly support. Now, Tom, I read this, but I'm not sure if it's true yet. But apparently T-Boz is going to be releasing, T-Boz from TLC, of course, is going to be releasing her upcoming debut album scheduled for September. Hmm. I I don't know, man. You you think it's going to happen? Um, I don't, (laughs) listen... It was already messy as heck, because we don't swear, so we're going to say heck, <laughs> that um, that uh, TLC and, and the way they put out that album with the, with the Kickstarter, how messy that was. I can't see this actually happening. I'm still tripping over the fact that they asked the fans to help name the album, and they ended up with a self-titled album. How does that even make any sense? Can you... What if... And I'm not saying this is pro- this is true. It probably is. But what if they took that Kickstarter money and they split it three ways? One for the TLC album, one for the T-Boz album, and one for the Chili album. That'd be pretty cool. Is that cool. possible? I, I think that's... Uh... No, it w- no, That wouldn't. is not cool because then... No, because then the TLC album is one-third the quality of, it, of what it should be. Well, how much money did they get? Didn't they get like 500000 It's time to do some Google research, because uh, we need to do that. I mean, how much are they paying for production of this album? I don't, I don't really know. I don't know. What's yeah, they made about 430000 So, say if you took 150000 160000 split three ways. 
Is that enough for three albums? How mu- I, we don't know how much an album costs to make. No, we don't. So independent we'll- artists, come get, come let us know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I personally don't. And here's my thing: I'm all for artists making albums for their fans, but I don't see how this is going to work. Well, if you remember, and we had to issue a few apologies to TLC. Hopefully, we don't have to issue any more. But uh, um, we didn't even know the news about the album in terms of like what was going on in the progress. So they weren't even properly distributing like information. So I, I have no idea. I mean, there's no label involved, right? Not that I'm aware of. It doesn't appear they've hired any type of high-end publicity firm either. Maybe they will start soon. I mean, we're still a few weeks away, but I hope they do, man. This is a legendary group. I mean, this is one of the top groups of all time in R&B. So I'm hoping they they make this into a big success. Mm -hmm. Now, Tom, as I'm reading uh, our YouTube comments, uh, I saw a very interesting comment. Uh, not uh, not about our podcast, but about one of the performances that we recorded of Teacher Moses. Uh-oh. Charlie Jenkins wrote, Girl, I'll drink your bath water. <laughs> oh when would you God. ever drink someone's bath water, Tom? That's impressive. Shout out to you, Charlie Jenkins. <laughs> Good luck on that one. Uh, I don't know if that's the most sanitary thing to do. I, but I got I to gotta call someone out, Kyle. Can I call okay. someone out? Yep. It's an artist. It's one of our boys, John B. Man, where Oh, why are you calling out John B? That's 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 not only our boys, that's like our number one supporter on our website. That's true, but everyone has to take their turn, and if you don't come correct, you're going to get this. <laughs> All right, we're not okay. dis- we're not going to diss John B, but where's the album, John? Your fans are waiting. You know, you've talked about it. I mean, I hope he's just not losing motivation like Genuine to make music. So, it's just... I mean... It's, it's been five... I mean, he performed he performed Hurricane at uh, SOBs a while ago, didn't he? Well, that was over a year ago. And the single never even came out. Wow. wow, time flies. Yeah. So, well, it was about a year, so... And we haven't even heard anything since then. So, I mean... That was a good-sounding song, too. I'm not really trying to diss the guy. We're just excited to hear new music. So we just hope he, uh, you know, comes with something soon. I know the fans agree. So anyone you want? No, wanna... absolutely, they do. Anyone you want to call out while well, we're on this uh, topic? Well, if I must, we need to call out Mario. <laughs> Why? Because he's been teasing about he's been teasing about an album since like 2010. He's like the ultimate liar when it comes to music i remember when he was supposed to put out a mixtape an album of course you know he ended up leaving rca went independent then he recorded an album with scott storch nothing came of that i think he some lawsuit involved so obviously there are reasons for him not being able to put out a music but man like as a fan it's it's hard you know it's hard and i understand with the landscape of music now it's gonna take a little longer like what was jagged when did jagged edge put out their last album Three out, three years ago. I think it was 2014. So that it's already been almost three years, and like back in the day, that would feel like eternity. But like now, it feels like man, it feels like decades if you don't put out an album every year. Yeah, it's crazy, right? So, but wait a second, didn't you get what? Mario's whole album off his website? 
like a year ago? Yeah, uh, it was only snippets though. So oh, okay. It doesn't really count. Yeah, <laughs> it's all good though. Um, so I gotta ask you one more question, Tom. This is from one of our other readers. Uh, where was this question? I had just seen it here. Oh, Tom. Uh, Saba Haddon wants to ask any Aaliyah updates. <laughs> it's always funny when. Like, we, we've been so involved with Aaliyah's, you know, legacy over the past five, six years, and people think we're still really involved, but I haven't even heard anything. I mean, it seemed like for a while, the news would just find us. I remember, like, we were just running into producers who were involved randomly, and then um, I think you saw, who was the producer uh, on Twitter? You saw him uh, mention something about producing on the new album. What's that? Yeah, you just happened to see that, and it turned into like breaking news everywhere. That was funny. But uh, yep. we are in the same boat as everyone else. Um, but but that's interesting. Like, do you think that it's too late now for anything? Absolutely. I really? Think absolutely. It's it's a it's a whole new generation now. Yeah. By far, it's it's a whole new generation. Um, You're right. And on top of that, you know, at, at this point, I'm not even really interested in hearing new Aaliyah music. Or, I, I guess not a new Aaliyah music, but like a new post, you know, po- like new album. I'm not really interested in that, to be honest. Well, well, what if it was like the unreleased? I mean, it's going to, it might sound dated at this point, unfortunately, because they waited so long. And yeah, I mean, a couple of years ago, uh, Drake got involved with it, and it had more of like a moody Drake sound to it, which I think a lot of people actually liked, but just for me personally, I'm not, it's hard for me to listen to stuff that's, you know, redone mm-hmm. in, in different ways, like, I think Timbaland did a pretty good job of that on the, the latest Michael Jackson album, but a lot of those songs were never heard before, so, yeah, um, yeah I mean, as I listen to Faith's uh, new album with Biggie. It's just like I know these verses, and I, you know, as cool as they are to sound, as they do sounding on new beats, Diddy's already done that like six times. So yeah. So well, yeah. well, we have a few unreleased Aaliyah songs, and they do sound dated. So if they were to put them out in that form now, it would just, I don't know, it'd be hard to get into. It won't, you know, you don't want to ruin her legacy by putting out subpar material too. Like, I'll let you know if she wants those songs yeah. out there. So, th- you yeah, know... I, I would not touch that one. Speaking of the Aaliyah legacy, there's another legacy we're waiting on. Do you know who I'm talking about? No, who? Static Major. Oh, yep. So, fill them in if, they, if, if our listeners aren't familiar with Static Major. Well, Static Major was... He was part of Playa, uh, the 90s R&B group, and he went on to... Write huge hits for Aaliyah, Genuine, Timbaland, the list goes on and on. Pretty Ricky, Little Wayne. So he's one of the most prolific R&B songwriters in the '90s and 2000s. He passed away. It's almost 10 years now, right? It was 2008, so it's been nine. 2008, yeah, so almost nine years now, and um, we haven't really heard a lot of his solo music. He was set to release a solo album uh, prior to passing away, so. Um, that's his legacy, and he's one of the, I would say, the unsung heroes of 90s and 2000s R&B. He kind of brought in a, a fresh new sound and delivered some hits. And they're doing a contest right now, too, 
Uh, I guess they're trying to put out a mixtape, his, uh, his widow and uh, the family. So we'll see if that uh, comes together. I'm not sure where they're at. Yeah, I mean, it's... It's it's cool that they're uh, they're putting that together. It's you know it's kind of a little too late, uh, but hey, at the end of the day, it is for the fans and anyone that wants to check it out. So um, I think I, I forget the username on Instagram, but if you go search up Static Major, there's more details on that. Um, they're asking people to cover the songs for an opportunity to, to show up on the mixtape that uh, they're putting out. I think with unreleased Static material. So uh, get on the family for doing that. So what else is going on in the world of R&B? Well, Tom, can we take a moment of silence right now and appreciate the R&B Hall of Famer, Brandy? <laughs> For what? Oh, boy. I know where you're going with this. <laughs> she was rushed to the hospital um, earlier this week, um, I guess due to stress and just, you know, overworking herself. So, I mean, shout out to Brandy. I hope she's doing well. Um Man, it's tough because, like, again, that's one of my favorite artists, and I would hate to see one of my favorite artists. And, you know, obviously, we hope it doesn't happen, but, like, it's always scary when one of your favorite artists, you know, goes through stuff like that. Is she okay? I I didn't hear anything else. I'm not sure. I haven't really followed up on it. Uh, I'll check out the internets later to find out. Wow. um, It's your favorite artist, and you don't don't even know how she's doing? That's really bad. (laughs) Listen, Tom, I'm reading this L.A. Reid book right now, so i got to get educated. I'm surprised they haven't burned the L.A. Reid books after what he went through recently. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and you know what's funny? Um, and actually, I, saw, I came across this guy's book as well at the library. DJ Khaled has a, has a book. Oh, no. I wish Ed was here to How comment he on that. How does he get a book? How does he get a book, Tom? How does he get millions and millions of followers on every social media it is pretty impressive though if you think about it it is yeah i think he's actually campaigning himself to run uh to to replace elliot reed at epic yeah i heard that the question i have for you is though like he has these albums and he had that single with bieber and the rappers but what does he actually do to put the music together um well, we're going to have to get DJ Khaled on this podcast to find out because I'm not really sure. And why do people want to make be on his album? Like, he's had big names on his albums forever. But, like, how does he... What is his role? Does he just bring people together? I don't really understand. Maybe we should start doing that. Let's put together You Know I Got So album and link all of our favorites together. I can see it now. We'll have John B., RL, and Genuine on one song. Oh, man. Can we by DJ Camper. We can have duets too, man. Imagine that. You could have. You think a, that the artist would charge us though? You could have a Brandy and Genuine duet. That already happened. When? Bridge to Love. Oh, well. <laughs> wow. Who knew? Yeah. Do you think? Do you think the artist would charge us for this? Uh, depends how much they're hurting for cash. <laughs> you know. Wait, didn't but, Tank uh, perform, didn't Tank perform at a didn't Tank perform at a gay festival? Oh man, we have to bring that up. No, not not that no, he did don't. that. That we, uh, just the fact that um it so the people turned that into a big deal that he did that. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I personally did, don't think it was a big deal. I mean, it was an opportunity for him, performance-wise, and uh, he seemed to put on a good show. People liked it. His shirt came off, I heard. His shirt did come off, and uh, his the song that he performed, effing with me on uh, Sex, Love, and Pain 2, which I know you're not a big fan of that song, that ended up actually charting on iTunes after that whole uh, situa- situation went down. So I guess... Um, the key to, to R&B blowing up is through social media now, which we knew already. But um, people just knew about that song now? Like, they're just hearing about it now because of that performance? Yeah. Oh, come on. That's so bad. Well, what that's, are you going to do, right? That's the, that's the way we're at with music nowadays. And can it you believe that is the way we are. That album came out a year and a half ago. Can you believe that? Yeah, isn't that crazy? Like, I almost thought it was this year that it came out, but damn, that was like a year and a half ago. Yeah. Yep. And he was supposed to get a label tank um, at Atlantic. We were speculating doesn't on... Doesn't he still on, have that label? R&B money is still a thing, isn't it? But I thought he was an assigned artist. We were speculating. Like, that would have been interesting. Yeah. Well, but, we'll just have to wait and see, just like everything else in R&B nowadays. Oh, boy. So. All right, Tom. Yeah. It's, man, it, it's crazy. Just, I don't know, the, the whole state of R&B, and, maybe we should just quit. <laughs> How about that? Like, think I, about it. No, for real. Like, if your coworker is questioning who Music Soulchild is, and this girl that I'm trying to talk to only listens to New Jack Swing, no one's ever going to care that we interviewed Genuine like nine times. <laughs> Is it exactly nine times? <laughs> it might be a little more. Oh. Impressive. Yeah. Um, Actually, you know what? Shoutouts to, uh, what's that person's name? Tanu Kid? Man, she leaves some long comments. Like, I think she pretty much is Genuine because, like, you've seen those YouTube comments, right? <laughs> yeah. Man. She writes a whole, like, essay paper on Genuine's career. It's impressive. <laughs> that is impressive. Yep. Um, do you know what our most successful interview of all time is? I have an idea. What is it? Oh, in terms of views, you remember. Oh, it was my interview? Yeah. Oh, uh, Natina Reed from Black. Yeah. How long has that been since she... Rest uh, in pe- peace... She passed. Man, it's been a while. You know what? I I think Black is still trying to make a comeback. Really? Well, they were for a while, and then I think Shamari is pregnant now. Um, but yeah, oh, yeah, I think they were on the cusp of, of, of trying to figure something out. Uh, but Natina Reeves, she passed away, I think, 2012. Damn. It's been five years. It's been five years. Yeah. But Black is another group that uh, is... There's actually... You know what? I'm actually... There's a lot of R&B groups from the 90s that are actually still active. It's just no one knows. Like? Like, I think Rough Ends is still performing. Oh, yeah. They're still performing. Yeah. Yep. Rough Ends. um, High Five, who I interviewed uh, at Soul Village. I was just thinking about them. Wait a minute. Aren't, like, half the members, like, not part of that group anymore? Say that again? Aren't half of the uh, groups in High Five, like, not even part of the group anymore? 
Uh, <laughs> the lead singer passed away, but they picked up the pieces. They have a few new members, yes. Hmm. They're carrying on the legacy. Fair enough. Here's now, a, um, I want to bring... Yeah, go on. Here's a, here's a big surprise for you. Our, our most successful interview, but in terms of views... Uh, I mean, in terms of minutes watched, you'll never guess this one. My boy, Tony Sunshine. Wow. And then comes Natina Reed, and then comes Day 26. That was when they first announced their reunion, and we interviewed them. How'd that reunion go? Um, <laughs> you tell me. <laughs> I think it's still happening. Eh, I don't know anymore. I don't know either. Um, and then now, rounding out the Tom, rest of the, to top, mention... the top of the list uh, is, yep. is Kalani. We interviewed her before she blew up. And and Molly Music when we first when he first signed with RCA. And then B5 when they were reintroducing themselves. And that is that reunion still going on? No, I don't think B5 is still a thing. Okay. <laughs> yeah, all right, your turn. Well, um, I forgot to mention... There's a new song, and we're going back to her because we love talking about Gabby Wilson. There's a new song out by her, and it sounds like, I mean, the production is pretty modern, but I was talking to to one of our readers, Lachelle, and she told me it sounds like a song from 1994. So, Tom, that leads me to the question, and obviously we're going to have to wait for Ed on this one, but, man, we need to put H-Town in the Hall of Fame. We are? I don't know if we will, but we need to. That's let's put I think up. that's that. <laughs> just put him in without Ed. We'll <laughs> slip them in through the back door all Ed's way. And while we're at it, we'll put Christopher Williams in it too. How about that? Yeah, just put everyone from the New Jack Swing era in there. Oh, I can't wait to tell us to Ed when he comes back next week. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you know what? I'm going to leave it up to the readers. So, should Christopher Williams and H-Town be in the Hall of Fame? So, anybody that's made it to this far into our podcast, that is the question that we want to ask. And it is up to you guys to put them into the Hall of Fame. Oh, man. Ed's not going to be happy. Ed is Uh, not going to be happy about that. Also, if you're listening, do you want to vote Ed off of this podcast and replace him with Barry? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, come on. Oh. Come on. Now, uh, Tom, uh, obviously Ed's not here today to do an album look back, and I think we've talked about food for like the 50,000th time, so we shouldn't do that, but I want to bring back a feature for you, Tom. This is the album look back. Uh-oh, what do you got? We haven't done this in a while, have we? Nope. Um, the album that I want to talk about, and this is a more recent album, I don't think we've actually talked about it. Can we talk about Keisha Cole's second album, Just Like You? Because this bring this is an interesting point that I want to bring up. I remember listening to that album when it first came out and like going through it and saying, "Man, like you it, it, it's different now. Like when I listened to an album back in the day, I would quickly listen to each song just to see what would capture my attention, mm-hmm. and then I would just go through each each song and then I would go back to the one that I really liked. And like music doesn't do that for me anymore. Like I don't go back to it like i used to yeah but this album i did like so many different songs on here and like 
I mean, I, w I don't know if this is a classic, obviously. Uh, I don't think it's a classic, but there were a lot of good songs on this album. Believe it or not, I agree with you. I really like this album, too, better than her first one. I like their first one, too. Um, yep. I think my favorite is Heaven Sent on here. And I like a lot of others, yeah. too. Yeah. Man. And uh, I remember, we talk about saddest songs ever. I remember it has to be in like the top five of all time. <laughs> that is a very, very sad song. Yeah, I can't listen to that one. She even has to do it with Anthony Hamilton on here. That's impressive. Yep. You know what? And, uh, what happened to Ami what happened to the rapper Amina? I didn't know who that was at the time, <laughs> and I still don't. Ouch. <laughs> That's not um. No, I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um, you know what the problem I have with Keisha Cole is. I I always felt like she had a chip on her shoulder, and like that kind of steered me away from her. Remember. She blocked us for no reason. Yeah, I don't know. Did you diss her? No, I never dissed her. In fact, I was giving her props. And it uh, it just always seemed like she had this chip on her shoulder and negative attitude. And that kind of turned me away from her as an artist, unfortunately. Did you ever get that vibe from her? Yeah, yeah to an extent. Um and I think this is interesting because one of our previous podcasts is called, for some reason, Keisha Cole hates us. <laughs> exactly. But maybe we do now. We do know now that it's because she's super negative. But yeah, I kind of got that as well. I think it kind of worked towards her advantage with the first two albums. Because I remember when she first came out, she was dissing everyone from Ashanti to, I think, I forget the other names that she was dissing. But she came in as a new person and just started dissing everyone else that was around. And it kind of worked towards her favor because the music was good. But later on, it was like, man, like, there's just too much negativity here. I mean, it works great for the music because we love that emotional, sad, sappy Keisha Cole record. But, yeah, I'm with you. It, it kind of drew me off as a fan. Well, didn't they initially compare her to Mary J? Yep, they did. But Mary J, to me, just seems more down to earth, more of someone you can relate to. But Keisha Cole, to me, just seems more arrogant at times. And, like, I, I just... That's really turned me away. And she's made some great songs. It's unfortunate, too, that it's like that. I mean, I don't know what it is, but we'll see. I'm, I'm curious to see how she continues with her career, though. Isn't she from Oakland? Yeah, tough place. Well, Michelle is from Oakland, too, so maybe I'll find out from her if that's just <laughs> how people are over there. Hey, our boy, uh, there's a lot of artists from Oakland, like Raphael yeah, Sadiq. Adrian Marcel is from Oakland. Raphael Sadiq, our boy, uh, yeah, Adrian Marcel, Marth um, and yeah. Vogue is from Oakland too. I think. I don't think they are like that. <laughs> <laughs> who knows? We don't know what she's been yeah, through in yeah. life. I mean, who knows? But I just like to see yeah. people who are humble. Speaking of speaking Spe of humble, sorry, are, are you done with your look back? Well, yeah, we are. So Keisha Cole's second album is not a classic. No. Good uh, album. Though. Modern day classic, I'd I'd say potentially. I th well, that album had a lot of hits on it, and I think that really works uh, towards her favor. And yeah, I don't know if I could call that a classic, but it was a very good album for its time. I think it's the same issue. Uh, I think it's fifteen songs long or something, or close to that. Yeah. If it was shortened down to yeah. like eleven, twelve, and they cut a few out, I think it would have been closer. Yeah. Uh, but speaking of humble, 
I read this great article about how Kendrick Lamar bought his sister a Toyota Camry for graduating from high school, and he got dissed. Why? (laughs) Because he's a millionaire, and he bought her a Toyota Camry. Well, you got to stay humble, Tom. Yeah, I, I, and that's what it was, but people were dissing him because they're saying he was being cheap and stuff like that. I just found it funny. Yeah. The internet- Actually, can we go backtrack? Hmm. Can we go backtrack on this on this Oakland discussion? Yeah. I have another true, you know, I got soul story for you guys, and this was this was early on when I had joined the website. Uh, my one of my first interviews in person, Tom, was with Tony, Tony, Tony. Nice. Oakland. And at the time, Oakland's finest, Tony, Tony, Tony. And at the time, I didn't do my Wikipedia research. So I didn't know the whole thing about Raphael Sadiq not being part of the group, which at the time he hadn't been part of the group for like eight years or whatever, which is pretty sad that I didn't know that. But um, I was doing an interview with them and uh, Dwayne Wiggins, who is the the other uh, co-founder of the group, he stepped out to talk to somebody else. So I was doing the interview with um, the new lead singer. I forget his name, Ahmed or Amar Kali. Correct me if I'm wrong. Let me do my Wikipedia research so I don't sound dumb. Uh, uh, I don't even. Uh, I mean, yeah. Well, whoever the lead singer of Tony 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 oh is my now, God. I feel bad. <laughs> I should really figure this out. Oh man. Um. Man, what is what is Amar Kelly? That is his name. So I did I did know his name. Um. I was interviewing him, and uh, one of the questions I asked was, uh, do you see yourself uh, working with Raphael Sadiq again? And this is some new guy who's like probably never worked with Raphael before, and he was completely thrown off by the question. But he was very nice, so that shows you that people from Oakland can be nice. There you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that wow. was one of the saddest moments, and you know I got so history, though. Hey, man, interviews are tough, especially in the beginning, you know. It's not easy to just they are. interview random strangers, especially if it's someone you're not that familiar with their music. I mean, it's not an easy job. No, absolutely, you're right. Um, so, yeah, we did the album Look Back and Keisha Cole, just like you. Everyone go listen to that album. Hey, didn't I see you talking about McDonald's recently? I did. I always talk about McDonald's. <laughs> There was some deal going on or something? Oh, yes. This is our food discussion. I forgot about this. <laughs> so, oh, man, Tom, you really uh, sparked something here. I'm excited. So, those for those that don't know, McDonald's celebrated its, I think it was 100th year anniversary of being in Canada. So, what they did throughout, I believe it was just in Canada, or I think it was just in Vancouver, actually. Um, they did a promotion for the hamburger at McDonald's. You like the hamburger, don't you? Uh, years ago, before, <laughs> before yeah, I gave up red meat. So they were sell- oh, so they were selling the hamburger for sixty-seven cents. That's a pretty good deal. So I was like, you know what? Let me take advantage of this McDonald's hamburger. I get to McDonald's, and I'm not sure. I haven't been in New York in a while, but do they have those uh, kiosk machines set up at McDonald's now? Uh. What, Wait, what, you what don't key, go to McDonald's. What so key, you I haven't been well, to McDonald's. You can, you, can you can order through a machine now as opposed to lining up at the cash register. Oh, wow. 
Anyways, um, they have that thing set up now where you don't even have to line up anymore. You just do your thing on the on the kiosk, and then they print out a receipt, and then they just call your order once it's ready. So I saw this huge line forming up at McDonald's um, at the cashier area, and I'm like, "You guys are you guys are dumb. I'm just gonna use this kiosk thing." So as I'm punching in my order, I realized the hamburger was at its original price, not its discounted price. And I was like, it's, why isn't it working? So I asked one of the ladies that worked at McDonald's. And she was like, oh yeah, you can only get that promotion if you line up. And the lineup was insane. I lined up for about 30 seconds, realized it wasn't worth it, and left. So that is my McDonald's story for you guys. Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's I haven't tough. really walked yeah. into a McDonald's in years, but... Glad they're evolving to uh, meet the trends with kiosks. <laughs> it's pretty cool, though. I mean, what's minimum wage in New York these days? They're pushing for it to be $15, but it's definitely not near there. It's probably... Uh-oh. I don't know. How would I know? <laughs> well, Tom, here's a life lesson for you guys, for us. So, um, obviously, by raising uh, minimum wage, it's going to cause McDonald's to probably install more of these kiosks so they don't have to hire as many people but what they've done is they've uh actually installed these kiosks and still managed to maintain the same amount of employees in the restaurant so they're not really screwing anyone over that's pretty cool yeah but the thing about mcdonald's if i remember correctly the service was typically horrendous whenever i went to one at the register that's true (laughs) yep yep so (laughs) um anyways that Tom, I guess that's it for uh, our podcast, right? That's pretty much it for this time. Yeah, so I guess that's it. And I promise you, Ed will be back next week for another uh, great installment of our podcast. We'll get back into the Hall of Fame. We'll back. We'll get back into you and Ed fighting about crazy things. And we'll get back to real podcasting as opposed to us just ranting about McDonald's. <laughs> so, Tom, uh, anything going on with the website? Um... Nah, man, it's slow right now, so, you know, these podcasts are, are have been going well for us. They're doing well. We're going to keep these going. Other than that, we have our monthly Spotify playlist out. If you want to check that out, the best songs of uh, from May. And then uh, you can also check out an article we just put up about the upcoming albums in June, which we just discussed, if you want any more info on those. Pretty much it. Uh, are you going to any shows this month? Uh... I'll have to... Well, good news. I didn't actually go to John Legend's concert. Oh, good. <laughs> for, for anyone that cares. <laughs> uh, why? So, yeah, that seems Tell to be us why. Thing. Tell us why. <laughs> well, I have no interest of going to a John Legend concert. Oh, man. <laughs> if he, Come on. If he did a show where he performed the whole second album, I'd definitely be there. I don't know about that. I have to say that when Ed's not here. Play it, please. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Tom. We are out of here. Let's let's check back in next week. Peace. Peace.